0: Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Do you have any um, closing advice for comics out there? What can you bestow us with?
1: I, I would say, a, be patient. It takes a while. It absolutely takes a while. Um, B, create all the time. Mm. And, and not just writing stand-up, but find something that you're good at and create that, whether it is, you know, and don't just do something because it worked for someone else. You know, you don't watch this and be like, oh, I can handle hecklers. It's like, if you can, great. But if not, maybe you should do a web series. Maybe you should do vlogs. Maybe, you know, maybe you should host a podcast. Maybe you shouldn't. It, just because it worked for
0: someone else. All the advice boils down to one thing. Hot breath. How do you do, there, Hot Breath? The verse. Welcome back to the Hot Breath podcast, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. This is your host, comedian Joel Byers, and you know what time it is. Hot breath. <sighs> Welcome back. To the hot breath of hot brethren and sistren, the past few weeks, I hope you have been safe and healthy out there in this crazy time. I've been doing a lot of live Q&As in our Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, just this past week alone, we did Mark Norman, Mike Vecchione, Nate Bargatze, and we had Michelle Corey, the CEO of Frequency Media, in there sharing all of her podcasting expertise, So that really is a great place in these current times of isolation for us to all come together and really share and learn from each other. So I've been posting some of those Q&As on the podcast, but we're going to bring it back to the the OG now. We're going to do an OG interview, not a live Q&A, but an actual sit-down one-on-one interview I did a few months ago with one of the most... uh, I don't even know how to describe this guy. Just influential comedians. This guy was in Atlanta on like a Wednesday, sold out two shows at this theater here in Atlanta called the Basement Theater, which is the same place I actually uh, recorded my comedy special, which is currently available on my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. That is linked in the show notes. But this guy, before the coronavirus he actually was on like a worldwide tour booked almost every single day and he has done so many different projects he's gone viral in so many different ways and the most important thing is that it's all self-made which is really what we're all about here at hot breath is empowering comics to create their own success And this guy today is a prime example of that. So I knew when he was in town, I had to gather any amount of time I could. So we actually, and you can see the video on our YouTube page, but we actually squeeze into like this prop room of the theater for like a a quick 20 minute interview before he goes out on stage. And it is well worth your time. Well worth sharing. I know we've been doing Q&As. I also recently posted... Skype sessions, I do Skype writing sessions with comics to help them punch up old material and find new jokes, so if that's something you're interested in doing as well, you can always book me via social media or via my website, but today we're all about learning from one of the masters of this craft, not only on stage, but in business, so you heard me mention I've been doing live Q&As with comedians in our Facebook group, if you think Steve would be a good candidate for that, which I do, but let him hear from you personally, hot breath of verse reach out to him on social media and let him know his interview with us was great and you'd love to hear him do a live q a buckle up take notes prepare yourselves share this i also have some exciting news since the last time we talked that i want to reveal to you in the outro but from here on it is now time for our guest today so without further ado there is only one thing left to do and that is inhale a hot breath. If you like me, maybe you'll want to with hang out Steve? again. Right. So Hofstetter. here we go. Let me welcome you to the show. All right, hot breath verse. Welcome back to the Hot Breath Podcast, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. I'm your host, comedian Joel Byers. My guest today has over 100 million views on YouTube alone with several million across all of the social media platforms, but... His viral success did not come without hard work, starting comedy almost two decades ago in New York City, handing out flyers in the winter, wearing newspaper under his jacket to stay warm. Fourteen years later of hard work, he hits viral gold. He has since been an author. He's owned comedy clubs. He's produced comedy festivals. He has his own comedy grant where he supports other comedians as well. And you know here at Hot Breath, we're all about supporting comedians. So this gentleman is the perfect guest. So welcome to the show, Steve Hofstetter.
1: I like that you, you knew your shit. Like that's yeah. you did you did your homework. Mm-hmm. And so many times, like you do uh like you do a morning radio show and they'll be mm-hmm. like So uh
0: tell us about yourself. Right, like, right it's on right. the sheet in front of you, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I have a whole sheet of research I do oh, on hell my yeah. guests. Look yeah, look at that. Nice. So I know our time is limited. Yes. So You are the heckler wrangler, so maybe we start there. (laughs) In terms of um, the core listeners all around the world, comedians and comedy nerds. So maybe break down how to handle a heckler for us. So the way you handle a heckler is you make sure the audience
1: hates them more than you do. You give them enough rope to hang themselves. You Mm -hmm. don't wrangle them, they wrangle themselves. Um, And the other thing is that voice that tells you what to say and what not to say... Shut it off Hmm. and just go with your instinct. Now, the trick is you have to not be a horrible human being. You know, you have to not have Like when Michael Richards said what he said, the tape doesn't show you how awful the people were before he said what he said. Mm. But that doesn't matter because he said something horrible because he thought something horrible. I would never even thought what he said, Mm -hmm. let alone said it out loud in front of human beings. So you have to make sure you're a decent human being also so you don't cross the line.
0: And anger can come off a little yes. edgy
1: too. One of the things that I have to constantly remind myself is, if you can lean back instead of leaning forward, it'll come off much better. Interesting. Because that person is trying to get to you, mm-hmm. and so if you can just laugh at how miserably they're failing, then it'll be much better than being like, "Well, I'll tell you another thing, you piece of shit." You know, you. It's a, <laughs> it's a little bit better to. So you yeah. almost let them like hang themselves in a sense. You do. And there's one actually I didn't get on film where it's pro- it might be the meanest thing I've ever said to anybody. Um, I was in Ann Arbor at the Comedy Showcase, and there was a very big bridal party. And there was one woman who would not shut up. She was just making everything about her. And finally I was talking to her, and I found out she was the maid of honor— And first I did the whole like, oh great, so you're going to be talking at this wedding? Mm. Be like, you're making this about you. Your friend's special day, and this is still about you? And finally, when she wouldn't shut up, I said, I really wish you luck in catching the bouquet at the wedding. And she said, oh, I'm married. And I go, yeah, but your husband's going to leave you and you're going to die alone. (laughs) So I wish you luck. And so, I mean, I I told a woman her husband would leave her and and she'd die alone, and the audience applauded. Because they wanted way worse for her than what I said. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, he's he's going real easy on her," because she was just the worst. Right. And that's the that's really the trick. It's the gladiator. You know, you you win the crowd, you win the day.
0: But there's a big learning curve with this. And sure, a, a question I ask all comics on here is like their most epic boo story or epic bombing. So like what, what comes to mind in your long career? When I learned, well, if if we're keeping it on hecklers,
1: when I learned that you needed the crowd on your side was there was this kid, when Facebook was starting to pop in 2005, um, there's this one kid who would send me hateful messages all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, your picture is tied to it. I knew who he was. (laughs) I knew where he lived. I knew what (laughs) school he went to. He went to Indiana University. And so I was performing in Bloomington at Bear's Place. And this kid comes to the show. He's in the front row. I recognize him immediately. And he is sarcastically laughing. So it's right in the beginning of my set, and he's just just going, ha, 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 which most of the audience can't hear, first of all, which is part of why when someone says something to me, I repeat it back. I repeat it back both to give me another second to think, but also so that everyone in the back also hears it. Ooh, good trick. But this guy is just basically laughing a little bit weird. Now, I know he's an asshole. I have a history with him. That crowd doesn't have a history with him. So when I go off on him and I try to tell them, oh, everything's falling. No, now. we're good. It we're in a prop just, closet. This is back. fun. <laughs> when I try to tell him, like when I try to tell them that, oh, this is a guy who's been sending me nasty messages for the last six months. Uh-huh. I just look like an insane person. Uh-huh. Like I just look like, like it's all I'm delusional. And I lost that crowd so hard. <laughs> and there were maybe 10 people in that crowd who still liked me by the end of that show. Oh. <sighs> I just had to do 45 minutes of just just people not rooting for me at all. And at one point during that show I even said, "I know I'm not doing well." <laughs> like I had to say that out loud because they weren't on my side. I went off on him too quickly. I I needed to let him I needed to let him prove to them that he was an asshole. Right. You can't be the only one who knows they're an asshole.
0: Boom. Yeah, we've all gotten a little antsy on stage and that's what that happened at the beginning of the beginning of the set, set and you had to ride out
1: 45 like 2 minutes in. It was it was rough. It was really really rough. The MC was a friend of mine. He was the regular host there, Brad mm-hmm. Wilhelm. And he afterward he made a joke about how like, you know, we here at Bear's place really like to support make a wish and oh, you know, it was nice. which I deserved. I yeah, absolutely yeah, deserved yeah, yeah. that was that was a horrible set and it was because the rest of the set I didn't do anything different. I just, no matter what I said, it wouldn't have worked. They and, hated me.
0: And you forged the sword, and now you've become almost known as like the comedian destroys heckler guy. And you're, but it's not without savvy strategy behind it. And you seem to be tapped into. You've always been a forward thinker at eighteen. You create your own sports website. You were a lot of people give Dane Cook credit on MySpace, but you were actually in the MySpace game as well. I, I was,
1: although you know, Dane was bigger than I was for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always tried to figure out what is the next thing. Nice. And you know, five years ago, I was telling every comic, "Get on Reddit, get on Reddit, get on Reddit," and most of them didn't listen to me. And my video going number one on Reddit is what that's what popped. Mm. And. So there's, and and there's a lot of things that you always look for what's next. And you don't know it till you find it. And sometimes you'll be wrong. The heckler stuff, I never tried for that to be a thing. Um, It happened organically. I would just post videos to YouTube because I wanted to post stuff that wasn't my set. I wanted to post outtakes or material I stopped doing. Right, right. But I didn't want to post stuff I was doing currently. And so a lot of those outtakes were heckler stuff because that's what, wasn't supposed to be in the set right and but what I did notice I noticed it started touching a nerve and that's when I started leaning into it now I'm fully aware that being known for dealing with hecklers is not the only thing you want to be known for but I see it as a gateway to my comedy for sure it is when that heckler video popped the video I would posted just before was a self-produced special and so three million people came and watched that video in three days and then another half a million of them stayed and watched the special. And that's how I started. I went from at the time I had 95,000 subscribers, now I have over half a million. Mm. And it was because I had other content on there. So, you know, the Heckler stuff, I I like that it's done well. I don't regret that it's done well at all. A lot of times people who try to make fun of it are actually doing it inaccurately. Will it be like Comedian Destroys Heckler in a bunch of capital letters and exclamation points. And I'm like, I've never had a video with with anything like that.
0: Oh, and I wasn't saying you... No,
1: no, I, I know I know yeah, you're yeah. not. I, I'm saying that, like, it's funny to me that the idea of people using clickbaity titles, people using all mm-hmm. caps, people using exclamation points, I've never done that. It's the people who have tried to copy what I've done who have gone too far. And then I get made fun of for that, and it because the people who make fun of that stuff are lazy and if anybody's watching and you know i've had people tell me the heckler thing is a gimmick and it's funny because one of the people who told me that literally performed stand-up comedy in a bear costume at a laundromat (laughs) the heckler thing isn't a gimmick it's just part of what we do Mm -hmm. it's that would be like saying that slam dunking is a gimmick Instead of, you know, oh, you you just got to shoot threes. And it's like, no, that's one part of your game. Exactly. But part of the game for any stand-up comic is being able to ad-lib. And I'm a better ad-libber than I am a writer. And I'm certainly, and I'm a better writer than I am an actor. (laughs) So I, you know, I have to lean into what I'm good at.
0: What would you tell comics is next now? What is, is it still YouTube and like having thumbnails and I, I don't, titles? I don't know and, yet. I think okay.
1: that, you know, Facebook is Facebook video. A lot of people are like, oh, no one's on Facebook anymore. Yeah, except for billions of people. Right. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, a lot of cool people aren't on Facebook, but that doesn't matter because cool people are too cool to buy tickets. Boom. So put your videos up on Facebook. Um, n- never clickbait because clickbaiting is incendiary titles that you don't deliver on. You can have incendiary titles if you deliver on them. Um, Don't post screenshots of stuff that's not happening in the video. Mm. Um, And, you know, just just make sure to be honest about what you're delivering and be accessible. In terms of what site is next, I don't know, maybe TikTok. You know, TikTok is popping right now. It's kind of the new vine. Um, It's a platform that lends itself well to some people and not well to others. Uh, So it depends on what you're trying to do. Um, Instagram video is doing really well. I would say uh, subtitle your videos. It takes extra time when you're editing, but make sure your videos are well shot and subtitled. Every comic who believes in yourself at all, invest in a camera. It doesn't have to be anything Mm. super nice. You can get a 4K camera for $600 now. So you can get a used 1080 for 150 bucks. And if you can't spend 150 bucks...
0: On your career, why would anyone else? Boom. Invest in yourself. All right, so we gotta, we got to land this plane here. Yeah. Um, in closing, do you have any uh, closing advice for comics out there? What can you bestow us with?
1: I, I would say, A, be patient. It takes a while. It absolutely takes a while. Um, B, create all the time. Mm. And, and not just writing stand-up, but find something that you're good at and create that, whether it is, you know, and don't just do something because it worked for someone else. You know, you don't watch this and be like, oh, I can handle hecklers. It's like, if you can, great. But if not, maybe you should do a web series. Maybe you should do vlogs. Maybe, you know, maybe you should host a podcast. Maybe you shouldn't. It, just because it worked for someone else. We, I guess all the advice boils down to one thing. Every day, we strive to be original on stage. Being a hack is the worst thing in this business but so many people are hacks off stage. Mm. There are so many people who their promo, their web presence, their social media, it's all done because they saw someone else do it. Imagine if you're going to write a joke because you saw someone else write a joke that same way. So figure out every comedian is creative. Every comedian is intelligent. You can't be a comedian unless you're those things. Mm -hmm. So be be creative and intelligent off stage and that will help free up the space to be those things on stage.
0: All right, the final thing we end with, could you look into the camera, let them know who you are and why they should listen to Hot Breath?
1: Hey, I'm Steve Hofstetter, and listen to Hot Breath because I just told you to, I think. I haven't seen any of the other episodes, but I'm sure they're great.
0: All right. Steve, thanks for being on Hot Breath, my man. Thank you very much. Have fun up there. Thanks. There you go, Hot Breath-a-verse, Steve Hofstetter. Live and in living color. If you were tuning into this show because you're a fan of Steve's, well, I hope you're now a fan of Hot Breath Podcast. Please do check out our over 200 other interviews with comedians. Dive into what we call the Hot Breathiverse. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to get more involved in the Hot Breathiverse, go join our private Facebook group. We are doing live Q&As almost daily over there as well as posting other educational comedy content, all in the name of... Of learning comedy from the pros so I mentioned in the intro having some special news I have just released my first online comedy writing course I do a daily writing club in our Facebook group every day at 10 a.m. it's called the write 10 club and we meet up and write for 10 minutes and people are asking me to create a class so I did it if it's something you're interested in even checking out It's linked in the show notes if you want to at least join the write club and write every day with us. That's also linked in the show notes. Long story short, this show is here to be a community for comedians and comedy fans to come together and learn from each other and from the most influential minds in comedy. That's my mission. That's my passion. And if you like and share that passion with me, then come along, hot brethren and sistren. I appreciate all your valuable time. So please, this week, go out there, stay safe. And if you did find this episode helpful, let Steve know directly. Reach out to him on social media, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, his Twitter, however, Reddit. Reach out to him. Let him know how helpful this episode was and that you would like to hear him do a QA. and a So, all that being said... Thank you, of course. I finally, at the end of all these, thank my wife for making the theme song for this show. And now there's nothing else to do until next Monday. Right here on Hot Bread.